Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. It is Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. I'm your host, George Kurt, joined by the two best friends anyone could ask for. Tyler Snyder, Cody Roadcap in the house. Guys, are you ready to have some fun today? All I mean, kinds of fun. Always. Every day. I mean, it doesn't look like I am. I look disheveled in this video. I mean, if you guys are just listening and you want to see the video, looks like I haven't slept in a week. But it's okay. I'm ready. I'm going to have some I, fun regardless. Your interesting lighting situation, because you don't like to change light bulbs, actually kind of hides your fact that you look a little tired. So take that as a victory, I guess. It was working fine yesterday, and now today it's burnout. It's not I'm that hearing I don't like excuses. To I'm hearing excuses. How about Couch GMs you. on YouTube if you want to see for yourself? And we Great. can ask the question, how many Couch GMs does it take to change a light bulb? And I'm not going to answer that question. Today on the show, we're what going we to we're gonna talk a little bit about how age can play into how players perform in fantasy football, as well as play a nice little round of NFL Jeopardy. And we also have Tyler's interesting fact of the day coming back. Make sure you join us on our social media channels at the Couch GMs, and you can join our Discord chat. Link is in the description. Guys, let's just jump right in. All right, so I figured I'd start this episode with, I found a very interesting article from ESPN, and normally I'm the person that rips ESPN, but I thought this was actually interesting to talk about because we try to always try to predict when players are going to peak and decline in fantasy and a lot of it seems to have to do with how many years they've been in the nfl or what their age is and such like that running backs are obviously the big one that we try to say oh once a running back hits 27 28 years old you got to start being careful and the NFL has started to you know, judge that as well by seeing all these free agents that are big names that are still sitting out there. But there's other positions as well. So I wanted to walk you guys through what ESPN says is good times for spikes and declines for certain position groups. Are you guys ready? Do you want sure. us to guess, since you were not willing to share the article with us before, you wanted our raw reaction? So since you yeah. have it, you want to turn it yeah. into a game? Sure. So... I will give you the position group and I can give you if it's either a number of years in the league or an age and you can try to guess when and then I'll give you some player examples and we can talk about if we think some of these guys are going to peak or decline based on that fact. And we're guessing when their peak is and when their decline is. Um, I will give you that information as it comes because certain positions are listed a little differently on here. So just for example, we'll start off with tight ends. So. What year do you expect tight ends to have a huge spike? We're talking number of years in the league. Year four. Year okay. Three. So ESPN actually says it is year two for some of the major tight ends to have a big spike. There, yeah. So there are examples of year two gross from tight ends in the past 15, 20 years is Antonio Gates, Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle all had their breakout years in year two. So I think what, like, what you guys are thinking in general, like the mid-range tight ends that we're drafting, like, you know, as tight end seven through 15, they probably do start to see, you know, increases from year three, year four. But a lot of these stud tight ends are actually peaking earlier in their career. So that might be a little bit of an issue more, for uh... Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I was more trying to like talk Kyle Pitts into being good this year. <laughs> or maybe I was thinking of it more of like where the peak is. Like, is it you see the greatest amount of improvement from year one to year two, 
or like was I was more of like year four is like when they're when they're that top three top four but that to your point the bigger imp- improvement might be in in year two for some of those stud players and some guys might be late bloomers too yeah it's true this is not I mean there's probably plenty of times we're going to look at guys and be like uh, I don't see that happening but for example like Kelsey and Gronk I know for sure were top two or three tight ends in their second season like they came on the scene super quick while maybe others like I, it's Antonio Gates is so far back. I'm really not sure about him, but like Jimmy Graham, maybe he was only tight end five year two, but then kept per, you know, creeping up the list. Um, So I'm going to bring up some second year tight ends. And I want you guys to tell me if there's one or maybe multiple who you think could make the same jump as some of these other guys we mentioned in year two. So some guys like Chagon Conquo, uh, Jelani Woods, yes. Trey McBride, Isaiah Likely and Greg Dolchich. Chagan uh, Likely. I would say I was going to say Chagan Dolchich. Okay. Likely's not quite there for me because Andrews is still like he has the potential, but in terms of likelihood with Andrews still being there, I'd put Likely three. Uh, but I think we're on the same page. I'm with you guys too. I think Chig is definitely the number one in my mind to make the big jump because we saw I flashes hope. near the end of the year. There's not as many passing weapons there. I would be with you unlikely if it wasn't for Mark Andrews and the fact that the Ravens add a lot of other pass catching weapons around him. Um, so it worries me like the volume that's available to him more than the fact that like he couldn't handle the jump. Yeah, that's and right. I on, honestly don't remember who you said on the rest of your list. So that's <laughs> how I feel about the rest. <laughs> Trey Sorry McBride. To uh, Trey McBride I, was the yeah. biggest name, but he just he didn't do anything. I don't. But, and the quarterback and, situation you know, there is not. Yeah, we talking about Colt McCoy. Yeah, like, right. I don't trust any. I mean, we Tyler's argument of the backup tight ends. I mean, the backup quarterback thrown to the tight end a lot, but do we trust Colt McCoy to make Trey McBride a stud? <laughs> I mean, are we saying they're going to get shut out every game? No. Are they going to put no. up points? Yes. Is somebody going to have to catch those touchdowns? Yes. So the points can be there, but it's not somebody I'm banking on for sure. But I'm like thinking most likely sources for the points they're going to get are going to be running backs or um, Hollywood Brown, most likely. Probably. All right. We're spending a lot of time on tight ends. Next one. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk running backs. So at what age exactly do you think that they say there is a sharp decline in running back play? I can see Derrick Henry coming into this conversation very soon. I feel it. I feel it coming. Sharp decline. Sharp decline at what age for a running back? The word sharp is making me think on this one because I would have like said the decline probably starts, you know, 29, but I'm going to say 31 for the sharp decline. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 28 is where you start seeing the decline. 30 is where you're past the decline. I'm going 29. So Cody, you should have stuck with your gut. They say sharp decline at age 29, but they also put some notable running backs at age 28 on here because that's where it starts. So Tyler nailed it. I'm good at this. So the reason that they said a lot of those age 28 running backs is because we're seeing guys like Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott who are on free agency. Teams don't seem to want them. This is kind of what I was talking about when we were in our intro for this segment, but Guys who had the downturn at age 28 or 29 include guys like Sean Alexander, Arian Foster, Chris Johnson, Marshawn Lynch, and Deuce McAllister. That's who they have as examples on there. 
Um, so I mentioned Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott as guys to watch. Yeah, exactly. List. It's ESPN. I only give him too much credit. But but other guys to watch out for besides Cook and Zeke, if they even end up on teams, are guys like James Conner, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and Jamal Williams. And not Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry's on there as well. I just wanted to just pause and see if Tyler. So those were all age 28 running backs, and they have Derrick Henry alone under age 29 running backs. I feel like there's not a lot of age 29 running backs that are still like prominent in this time in the NFL. It's just amazing to see how teams try to not pay that position and keep that position younger. Anyway, so Austin Eckler might be the biggest name on this list being a top five fantasy pick. Um, but are the any of these guys you're arguing aren't going to make the drop yet? Well, I, I guess if we're talking in terms of fantasy, you I think we have to look at it, take it a, one step further and look at kind of like where people are going. Like you brought up Eckler, Eckler being a top five pick currently. That's where it's like super confusing, but he does so much in the password game too. Like does that kind of save his value? Where like Derrick Henry, he doesn't do as much in the pass game, but he's now like he's not a first round pick this year. He's going in the mid second rounds as his current ADP. Like, I'm still taking Derrick Henry in the mid-second round. Like, I think that's still good value. Then you mentioned Aaron Jones. He's going in the fourth and fifth round. Like, yeah, they have some questions at quarterback, but I would take Aaron Jones and his playmaking ability, especially for a guy like him who hasn't ever been the the number one guy. He's been in rotations his whole career, so he still has some quote-unquote tread left on those tires. Yeah, I also think you have to look at the situation as well. Um, you can argue that Aaron Jones might be a question mark, you know, because they do have A.J. Dillon there that could steal those carries. I mean, we looked at Zeke last year. We were worried about Zeke taking that downturn last year. We kind of predicted it, and yet we were like, they have Tony Pollard. I'd rather have Pollard than Zeke, and we were right. Um, But then you look at situations like Derrick Henry, and this isn't just me being a homer, but, I mean, who's his backup? I mean, there's nobody Mm -hmm. stealing his carries. Uh, They did draft Hassan Haskins to be his backup, but Haskins did get arrested, so... Uh, he's not going to be backing up anybody this year or ever again. Um, so there's really nobody backing up Derrick Henry. There's nobody worth talking about backing him up. I mean, maybe they signed a big name that's out there. There, There's a bunch out there. Then maybe I'd be more concerned. But until then, uh, as long as the Titans are still saying they're going to ride Derrick Henry, and I truly believe they will, and he's getting that kind of volume, I don't care if he's 29. I don't care if he's 45. With that volume, he's he's going to get touchdowns. He's going to get yards. He's going to get playing time. Um, Derrick Henry does have his big breakout runs, but he's known for getting 40 carries a game. And yes, most of those are like two yard carries, but if you get 40 of them, those carries add up. And then when you do finally hit that home run, that's where you get the monster points from Derrick Henry. So a guy like him, I'm not worried about same with Austin Eckler. I don't see his value going anywhere because I think he's still going to get that volume because of his use in the pass game, because of his use in the run game. Uh, the other guys you mentioned, though, they uh, I'd be a lot more concerned with them, for sure. Yeah, and the Kamara-Jamal Williams situation's already foggy enough. I don't want to talk too much into it because Kamara just had a legal situation come up on Tuesday. We don't know if there's a pending suspension or not. That's something we just have to keep an eye on as we go further. Um, if you have a dynasty draft this early or something like that, just play it safe around Saints running backs because we – can't even really give you any guidance on what's going to happen there. Well, if you um, have a dynasty draft, take Kendra Miller. Like that's a, definitely a viable option. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a good dart throw idea to try to get 
a body who's going to be available in that backfield. Um, so that's I good. Think you mean more like best ball league draft right now. That's true. Uh, hopefully you're not doing your redraft yet, but no. you might be doing a best ball. Yeah, it's normal. And it's also normally early August that like the dynasty or keeper drafts start up where like you draft free agents and rookies. I know we have one of those in early August. So you still have a little bit of time to hopefully see the situation play out. Um, but best ball drafts, that's a good idea. Um, if those guys fall in the like fall a couple of rounds and you want to take a shot to see if like one of them plays and plays well, then maybe you get a steal, but play it safe around the Saints running backs. I agree with everything else you guys said about uh Eckler and Derrick Henry. Next on the list. Um scrambling quarterbacks. Now, this one's a little bit strange because they talk about specifically quarterback scrambling ability, not necessarily their ability to play the position at a high level. So what age do you think quarterbacks see their scrambling ability decline? This is an age range, I will say. And what do you know based on this? And I'll give my answer after. The, uh, is, when you say scrambling, like, are you taking into account guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, like Justin Herbert, those guys that aren't scrambling, but they're athletic. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, is that, does that take into account those guys too? It seems like there's a mix of pure scramblers and guys who use their legs early in their career. I'll say 28 to 32. Okay. So I think it's difficult. Um, like if you're talking like the pure scramblers, like guys like Michael Vick, guys like Lamar Jackson, guys like Cam Newton, like those people. Um, it's, Cam Newton's a hard one because he just went to full garbage, not just his scrambling <laughs> ability. You still see that talent even later on. Uh, but when do you see that decline? I'm going to say 31 to 33. So you guys are actually late. So they say that quarterbacks see a decline in their scrambling ability between ages 27 and 29. I don't agree with ESPN here. <laughs> See, the other the reason I don't say mm, the mm. other reason I don't exactly love this one is did your light just come back on there. Okay. <laughs> we are brighter. <laughs> now, is that, that ESPN being angry at you or? Apparently. <laughs> anyway, I had an idea. So the four quarterbacks that they have as examples with uh, notable downturns and scrambling ability between 27 and 29 are Teddy Bridgewater. Don't really love that option because of the knee injury. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Did he play past age 27? I really don't know. I don't know exactly sure what age he was, you know, taken out of the league. Uh, Cam Newton's on that list. So that's a good one. Uh, and Russell Wilson, who turned he, they say they noted downturns in rushing ability in 2016, which is age 27, and 2018, which was age 29. And then you he mean became when he more... lost his entire offensive line. Yeah, like, and then he became more of games? a passer slash guy that just hands the ball off a million times a game. Um, but that this one, this is the one I saw in this article. I was like, I don't know about this exactly because they're um, they're descript they're like examples were very questionable. Yeah, I'm just going to say their question one, leave it at that. That's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. So I'll just say notable quarterbacks that they're keeping an eye on are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. I don't see any of them having a problem. No. Nope. I don't think you agreed. Agreed. I I'm not worried about any of their rushing ability. All right. So we're going to talk wide receivers now. So what year in the league do you think wide receivers make the biggest jump? Make the biggest jump. 
What year in the year league? Three. Biggest okay. jump. So Cody says year three. Three. It's not sophomore season. I don't feel like again. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna agree with Cody for once. I'm gonna say year three. So they're actually saying it's year two. Did, have they ever heard of the sophomore slump? I don't think so. Yeah, honestly, wide receiver is always one of those positions that I've thought like every once in a while you'll get a rookie class that absolutely breaks out. And then but most of the time it's like second year, their uh, third year, they really burst onto the scene as like one of those. Oh, were they a top 10 wide receiver kind of guys? Um, But their examples for year two wide receiver breakouts are Plaxico Burris going way back there and Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> Brandon Marshall. Randall Cobb, Alshon Jeffrey, and Allen Robinson. Mid. Bunch of mid receivers there. I mean, can't say that much about Chad Ochocinco being mid. And I mean, Allen Robinson was good with bad quarterbacks. So. And Jeffrey was decent. He made his jump and then fell off the face of the earth all, like immediately. So. Well, you can argue the same with Alshon Jeffrey. He was good for what, a three year span? Yeah, about that. Yeah, Brandon I don't, Marshall I don't like had a long ex- stretch too, but I don't like their answer and I don't like their examples either. Not yeah, ESPN, you and I are gonna fight. <laughs> so, second year wide receivers that they think are breakout candidates: Traylon Burks. I hope so. I thought you were gonna say hell yeah, like you did for Chig. Um, Johan Dotson, Sky Moore, George Pickens, and Jamison Williams. Now, Jamison Williams is missing part of the season with the suspension, but. I, I don't see a reason that all these guys couldn't start to break out, but which ones do you think are the biggest breakout candidates? Can you say the list one more time, quick? Sure. Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, George Pickens, Jamison Williams. I think the guys with the biggest potential are Traylon Burks and George Pickens, and I only say that because of their role with the team. Um mm-hmm. I mean, if you would say you could argue Sky Moore is one of the higher receivers on that depth chart, but I mean, really, he was a higher receiver on the depth chart last year and he wasn't used every time we thought he would be used. He wasn't um, where Traylon Burks has to step up for the Titans. George Pickens has to step up uh, for the Steelers. Um, and I really like the Pickett to Pickens connection, not just because it's fun to say, because I actually think it's a really good connection. Um, so I would say those two probably Pickens the most is my favorite out of all of them. Um Jamison Williams, I mean, not a, not a bad pick, but those those would be my top two. Yeah, I would just throw Johan Dotson in there as well. We saw him flash potential a lot last year. He did, dealt with some injuries, but he caught a decent amount of touchdowns. New quarterback, uh, I mean, Terry McLaurin is still there, um, but, you know, Terry McLaurin might be on the other side of this article as a guy that's, you know, still really good, but might start to slow down a little bit. Same with, like, George Pickens' situation and Deontay Johnson. I think they're both still very good guys, but there's still a lot of potential for the young guys to pull through. I got to see and, what Sam Howell Christian becomes Watson, before. Since they didn't want to put that man on the list. I got to see what Sam Howell does before I really buy in to Jahan Dotson. Um, I mean, he could. Like, I feel like ceiling is, like, first-year Davis Mills. It's, like, surprisingly good. And I feel like floor is like second year Davis Mills. Uh, I, I feel like that's his that's his range right there. So we got to see what which version we get. I'm sorry, first year Davis Mills being a comparison for anything just got me. 
he was the best rookie quarterback in a quarterback class that was supposed to be stacked. <laughs> You're not wrong. We had so much hope for him to turn that Texans franchise around, and then they had to go in another direction, but it's fine. Um, I'm with you. I think George Pickens is the biggest breakout candidate of the group. I like Burke second and then Dotson, and it's mostly because of the quarterback situation and the other receivers around when it comes to Dotson. I think if it's pure skill, I like Dotson even higher. But um, this is where I feel like even more hands are going to be thrown. So going along with the wide receivers. So this doesn't necessarily mean when they completely fall off, but when what year in the league do you think wide receivers typically peak? What is their best season typically? Best season, then they're going to start to get decline. So wait, what am I picking? Their best season or when they start to be bad? When they start to be bad. What season do they peak? What is their best season? And it's in number of years. So you have the chart. What is their peak? I'll year say year five. five. Nailed it. It is year five. <laughs> so they don't have any examples for year five peaks, which is even funnier. But guys going into their fifth year at wide receiver, we got A.J. Brown, Hollywood Brown, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, which is funny because, as Cody just said, I think McLaurin's going to be on the other side of this. Um, D.K. Metcalf, Hunter Renfro, and Debo Samuel. <laughs> I laughed at Hunter Renfro as well. He seems like a little bit out there for everybody else yeah. who's in... <laughs> So what am, what do you, am I picking who's going to fall off the most? So, I mean, I guess these guys, you're saying these guys are all going to peak this year, allegedly. I would say which one's going to fall off the most, and we can say other than Hunter Renfro, because I feel like he's kind of out there in this and the obvious choice. Uh, Hollywood, because of the quarterback situation. Is that a cop-out answer? Oh, that peak means he's going to have his best year. So if they're going to have their best year, out of that list, I think DK Metcalf DK. is already past the past the peak. I think his peak. You think he peaked early? Has already happened. I think he peaked early. See, like I think all these guys have peaked early too. <laughs> that was funny. But if I had to pick one from this, I'd pick DK, just because every other guy has a younger receiver on their op. They're like AJ Brown has Devonte Smith biting at his. We just talked about Jahan Dotson and George Pickens for the other two. DK is still chasing Tyler Lockett. So, like, that would be the only reason I would pick him as the guy. But I, I think they're kind of like, oh, not the guys that we – at least if we're talking specifically fantasy, too. Ayuk's te- technically a year younger than Debo, too. So you got another one. That's a great point. I hadn't thought of it that way. So Hunter Renfro, who's – uh nipping at the heels of Devontae Adams is the guy who's going to peak the most. Dude, maybe. <laughs> NFL's weird. Uncle Hunter is coming back from his injury plague season last year. Uncle We're calling Hunter. it now. <laughs> he he looks I, like an uncle. I just want to see him shirtless next to DK Metcalf shirtless. Just want to <laughs> laugh for a little bit. That would be, would be interesting. George, you got anything else for us on this one? No, that's all we got. I think do you see the article actually saying one more thing where how they kept Chris Olave out of the discussion for second year breakouts because he had such a great first season. They compared his first season to like what an Odell Beckham did. Um, so they kept him off because they figured like he probably isn't going to improve as much because he had a great rookie year. 
I don't know if there's any other arguments from you guys, but that's all we had here. And it was a very interesting article I thought we could look through because we always talk about how age kind of factors into how we look at things for fantasy. Yeah, I, I think it's always good to remember, A, it's important to take a look at too, but also take into account when that the value is when you're taking them in your redraft league specifically. Like if you're taking, you know, a guy like DK Metcalf in the fifth round, like that's still good value despite him, these concerns with his age. Like if you're taking him in the second round, okay, then that's probably why you have some issues. Yeah. And I think the only other thing to say on this note is guys, I think we peaked. (laughs) I'm still, I'm on the downhill already. I've been saying that for years. (laughs) We're already past our prime. We are almost at the age of the sharp decline. Like it's, kind of sad to think i mean if we're running backs we're at the age of the sharp decline (laughs) thanks for for pointing that one out a few weeks ago by the way tyler (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) that's what i'm here for all right i'm not at the sharp decline yet i'm still 27 we're good you got a little over a month so (laughs) do you want to bring the energy back up in here and play a little game yeah hopefully people are still listening all right cool let's play some nfl jeopardy Welcome into NFL Jeopardy. I'm your host, George Kurth. Our contestants today are Cody Roadcap and Tyler Snyder. Introduce yourself to the people, guys. I'm Tyler Snyder. You just introduced me to the people. I'm going to take this opportunity to say, go Paco. All right. (laughs) Your categories for today's round of Jeopardy are numbers game, fantasy stars, Super Bowl, record breakers, and name that play. I'm going to play Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, and it lands on Tyler. You get to be the first one to pick a category, and we are going to buzz in. Normal Jeopardy rules apply. If you have any questions, say it now. If not, Tyler, pick your first category. I'm so bad at football history, so I'm probably going to get wrecked. But uh, just because I think it's going to be the Philly special, I'm going to go name that play 100. Name that play for 100. The Tennessee Titans run a lateral play on a kickoff for a touchdown. I'm Reset buzzing. the buzzers. Cody. Okay. That's not fair. <laughs> Tyler, you're the first. Music City Miracle. First. Music City Miracle. If he's wrong. That's correct. He did not answer in the form of a question, and you said Jeopardy rules. Oh. He didn't define that. From now on. Oh, my gosh. This <laughs> is right here. Tyler, you get to pick the next one. Okay. All right. I'm going to go uh, name that play for 200. Name that play Top. for 200. The city of Seattle registers on the Richter scale after a run. Cody. Uh, what is the Marshawn Lynch run in the playoffs against the Saints? Name that play. Incorrect. Tyler. What is the name of the play? play I just told you what it was. That's not the name of the play. Tyler. Um. Um. I don't remember what the name of the play was. I'm just going to go Legion of Boom. Nope. What is the Beast Quake? Never Beast heard that Quake. in my life. What do you so mean I think you, you never technically heard that? both lose points on that. This is bull. Okay, both got it wrong. Back to Tyler. So these are actually name plays? They're actually oh, named my... plays. All right. You... Fantasy Stars for 100. Fantasy Stars for 100. The highest, the, scoring, the highest scoring non-quarterback in the 2021 season. Tyler. 
Christian McCaffrey. Who, who is Christian McCaffrey? Incorrect. Cody. Well, uh, I'm not answering. I don't know. And I don't want to lose points. Okay. <laughs> who is Cooper Cup? Uh, I should have known that. Yeah, that was the Triple Crown year. Yes, it was. God, what's going to be 500? <laughs> Get the 100. <laughs> this is going as as great as I expected. Tyler, you got to go again? All right. Give me name that play for 300, please, Bob, and reset the timers or reset the buzzers. Thank you. Yeah, play for 300. This play resulted in a fumble recovery for a touchdown, leading to the popularity of the kneel down. Tyler. It, I'm not afraid to lose points like Cody, so I'm going to say, what is the butt fumble? Incorrect. <sighs> Cody, any guess? No? No, I don't know play names. Cody's a chicken. Miracle in the Meadowlands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> one of you guys will get one of these right eventually. Go ahead, Tyler. All right, record breakers for 100. Record breakers for a hundred. This quarterback holds the record for most career, most interceptions in a career. Tyler. Who is Brett Favre? Correct. Tyler, coming back a little bit. I'm getting wrecked. Cody, how did you not beat me on that? <laughs> getting uh, wrecked? Actually, it's funny because you're actually winning. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you haven't answered anything correctly, but I've answered a lot wrong, so... The score is at the bottom. If anyone is wondering, it is currently Cody minus 200, Tyler minus 400. Tyler got that right. You're picking again. We're going to end in the negatives for sure. I can't <laughs> see the score. All right. Give me a. Give me numbers game for 500, please. Numbers game for 500. He's jumping all over the board. There is not a daily double. So let's try numbers it. game for 500. John Ross showed us the definition of speed in 2017 at the NFL combine registering this time in the 40 yard dash. What is a four two two? It is Cody. Four two two is correct. Wow, this bull. He cheated. <laughs> Cody, you finally get to pick. Uh, Super Bowl one hundred. Super Bowl for one hundred. The only team to lose four straight big games. It Cody, was the Buffalo Bills. Who are the Buffalo Bills? You didn't even say your name yet. How do you know you buzzed first? Stop cheating. I can see <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> I didn't know you guys could actually see that as well. How can you see on the screen? I don't understand. <laughs> it's underneath the buzzer. All right, Cody, go again. Uh, Super Bowl 200. Super Bowl for 200. This player won a Super Bowl in three different decades. Cody. Who is Tom Brady? That's correct. Trick question. I suck at this game. <laughs> As he now goes up to dramatic 1,100 point. No, 900 point lead. My bad. Cody, go ahead. Uh, Super Bowl 300. Super Bowl for 300. This passer tied the record for rushing touchdowns in a single Super Bowl. Tyler. Uh, who is Jalen Hurts? That is correct. Just happened this year. I know it seemed like a really weird question, but because it's recent, I figured you guys might get it. It's because it was an Eagles question you put it in. You're welcome. Go ahead, Tyler. Back to you. Give me numbers game for 100. Numbers game for 100. The minimum amount of fantasy points a player can score on a rushing touchdown. Tyler. What is 6.1? That is correct. Tyler's back to zero. I felt like this is a trick question. Yeah, because every league could be different. 
I can make rushing touchdowns four points. Standard We're talking league. standard scoring. Hey, I'm just saying it does not <laughs> say that. Our well, scoring is the same in every league. Scoring. So, all right. Uh, this guy over here just trying to – Mr. Winning by 500 trying to complain. Go ahead, Tyler. Pick another one. Um, Give me – name that play for 400. Name that play for 400. A fumble in the snow that wasn't starting a dynasty. Cody. Uh crap. What is the what is the tuck rule play? <laughs> that is correct. You actually got it right saying the tuck rule. I'm proud of you. Uh he said the tuck rule play. Actually. <laughs> Judges say that one's okay. We'll give it to him. Cody, back to you. Right, let's get this category over with. Name that play five hundred. Name that play five hundred. The TV broadcast thought the game was over, but the Steelers didn't. I have no idea. Nothing? No. No? What is the Immaculate Reception? I don't know football history. Uh, right. See, Game I, that I, play, officially my, gone. What is it going to be? My brain went initially to the Stanford marching band play, and I couldn't <laughs> think of anything else. Gotcha. That's not even NFL, but that's what that's how my brain works. Inside look. Uh I think it's my turn to pick against until we got that one. Correct. Uh, numbers game two hundred. Numbers game for two hundred. The 1972 Miami Dolphins had the league's only perfect season, winning this many games. As Cody tries to visualize the logo in his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tyler Buzz. Tyler. What is seventeen? That is correct. Woo. Heart was beating there. No, you're good. Tyler, pick again. Give me fantasy stars for two. Fantasy stars for 200. This Hall of Fame wide receiver was the all-time leader in fantasy points until he was passed by Tom Brady and Drew Brees in 2020. You can actually thank our friend Kempy for this question. Go ahead, Tyler. Who is Jerry Rice? Nicely done. That's correct. I wasn't sure if I only knew that one because I was doing so much research on questions yesterday or if that was actually an obvious one. So I'm glad it was only a 200 there. Tyler, back to you. Dark throw. Record breakers, 500. Record breakers, 500. A quarterback's worst nightmare. This defender holds the record for sacks in a single season with 22 and a half. Cody. I, I want to answer, but all right, here I'll go for it, and maybe this will make it clear. I don't think anyone has broken uh, his record yet. So, who is Michael Strahan? That is correct. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to sound <laughs> stupid. I, I was like, did anybody break it? I know Watt, the Watt brothers have been close. Yeah, I think TJ was one sack short last season, or that was two seasons ago. My bad, two seasons ago, he was one sack short. And there was somebody else also at 22 at one point, but 22 and a half still holds. Uh, so, Cody, you got that right? It's you. Uh, let's see. Let's do Super Bowl 400. Super Bowl for 400. This number of teams have never played in a Super Bowl. Never played. Ooh. Never played. Not never won. Never played. It's a f- oh, man. I have a guess, but I don't want to lose points. I'm so far behind already. <laughs> screw it Tyler what is six incorrect Cody do you want to guess or no yeah since he guessed I will okay 
Steep it. Uh, I'll say what is four. That is correct. The four teams are the Detroit Lions, Cleveland Browns, Houston Texans, and Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Well, I lost, so we're just having fun <laughs> at this point. I might as well just send it on this buzzer. Definitely go ahead for it. Okay, Cody, you're picking, though. Uh, Super Bowl 500. Super Bowl 500. This team had the most lopsided victory in Super Bowl history, defeating the Broncos 55 to 10 in 1990. Cody was first. <laughs> I didn't read 1990. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> defeating the Broncos in 1990. I'm I am assuming you were going to say Seahawks. I was. <laughs> 1990. I mean, I feel like 1990 can only be one of two teams. So I'll say, uh, who is the Dallas Cowboys? Incorrect. Tyler. Man. <laughs> 1990, 55 to 10. That's a big. When Um, I was looking up this question, I had to check that Seahawks Broncos score because I thought that was the highest, but it was not. I thought it was too. Okay. In 1990, um, man, I I don't know. I, I don't have a guess. Okay. Answer was the San Francisco. That was the other team I was debating between. Hey, I didn't guess. Jerk. Take away my. You buzzed, but I'll give it to you. It's fine. All right. Uh, Cody, you were the one that put that. No one got it. You're up. Uh, I'm gonna say fantasy stars for last if I have the opportunity to do that. So let's do numbers game for three hundred. Numbers game for three hundred. The width of a football field in yards. Tyler, you're a jerk. Mm, you said width. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done length, but I decided to be mean. What is the width? <laughs> what is thirty yards? Incorrect. Cody, do you want to guess? Uh, fifty-two and a half. That was very close, but it is wrong. Fifty-three and a third. Of course it is. <laughs> I was within a yard. Come on. <laughs> no. Nope. Doesn't You're count. winning by 1,300. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Numbers game 400. Numbers game for 400. The lowest amount of points a team can score in a game without being shut out. Tyler. What is two? Incorrect. Cody, do you want to guess? What yep. is one? What is one? Tyler, do you know how you can get one? No. It's how can like you get a, one? It's like a touchback on a safety or something like it's that. It's a safety on an extra point. A safety on an extra point is one point. Oh, that's it's a never new happened. Rule. Yes. It's that's, not a new rule, actually. It just never happened. I don't like that. I don't like that answer. That was my favorite trick question of the bunch, so you're welcome. Cody, still you. Uh, record breakers, 200. Record breakers for 200. This QB had a record 121.1 passer rating in 2004, throwing for 4,557 yards and 49 touchdowns. Tyler. Again, I didn't read 2004. <laughs> uh, who is Aaron Rodgers? That's that's too old for Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I, don't, I, I blanked what on 2004. I thought it, it was Peyton, Peyton Manning. I thought it was Peyton, but I didn't think I thought it was newer when he was on the Broncos. <laughs> I didn't think he did it on the Colts. No, he did it on the Colts, and it wasn't. I, I don't. Th- that wasn't the year they won the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. But he had a great year, and then he had the year that he's known for when he went to the Broncos, but wasn't as good of a passer rating. 
Cody, you again? I'm sorry. What was that? What was the, uh, hang on. I'm being 100% serious. What was the question? The question there, that one. Yeah. 121.1 passer rating 2004. I didn't want to say this because I was confused, but Aaron Rodgers had a 122.5 in 2011. He did break the record. Oh, so I feel like I deserve points. I'll give you points back. Thank you. Okay. Um, and I'll just have Cody go again because we, I don't know what the, who got that right. Technically (laughs) record breakers, 300. All right. The three NFL quarterbacks who threw for seven touchdowns in a single game in the 2010s. In the 2010s. There's three of them in the 2010s. I think there's about seven total. Looking for the three in the 2010s. I figured that would be the three, you know, Tyler. I'm going to go full send because you know what? Who cares? Um, I'm going to go with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. No. Cody. Hang on. I, I need a second. Boop, boop, boop. That's what would happen in Jeopardy. You'd time match yep. the saying. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm going to throw a guess out there. I'm not going to count it because you took too long, but go ahead. Just to, but I feel like in the 2010s, I feel like this is partly a trick question, and Nick Foles is one of the answers. Nick Foles is one of the answers. Uh-huh. Um, was any of Tyler's guys right? Uh, I believe one was. Was it Drew Brees? Yep. And then did Patrick do it in 2019 to actually count? Incorrect. No. Big Ben. It's it Big was Peyton Manning. <laughs> I believe that was during that Broncos season that I mentioned. No, I did say Manning Peyton did Manning. So you've Peyton had Manning, Manning and Breeze, and then you, you missed Brady with Foles. That's what it's, it was. They're the same person. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's totally right. All right. Cody? Record breakers, 400. 2013 was unlucky for this Texans quarterback, who threw pick sixes in a record four consecutive games. I'm sure you guys know the person. Tyler, go ahead. I'm legit just like sending it at this point because I'm so far behind. So I'm going to go, who is Matt Schaub? Nailed it. Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. What a guy. (laughs) Tyler, do you want to go right for 300 or do you want a different one? Uh, We're going to go four. 400 just (laughs) because he can. (laughs) This electric running back tallied the best fantasy season ever in 2006, averaging more than 30 points per game. Cody. Who is LaDamian Thomason? Nice job. I was hoping electric was your hint there. I think Cody got it. Cody, three or 500? Uh, we'll save the big boy for last, 300. This player scored six touchdowns in a game during the fantasy playoffs in 2020, while most were opening gifts from Santa. Cody. Who is Alvin Kamara? There we go. I remember watching that game because I was going against him. I wanted to cry on that Christmas. <laughs> and you still won, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I believe remember. you did. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, I think, I just like I think the it was same... Shelby. <laughs> that sounds about right, too. <laughs> I just remember people who have those big running back games tend to lose in our league of record because there's also the Derrick Henry game against the Jaguars on Thursday night that that guy also lost. I think that was Jake. Sounds about right. All right, 500, last question. In 2010, this kicker scored 29 and a half fantasy points in a single game, tallying a rushing touchdown, five field goals, and four extra points. 
had to put a kicker question in there for Cody. I'm kind of glad it's last. All right, I'll go full send. I have no idea. All right, Cody. <laughs> I'll say who is Sebastian Janikowski? Incorrect. Tyler, you cannot win with this answer. Do you want to say it anyway? Who is Adam Vinatieri? Incorrect. Answer is Jay Feely. Yeah. That is actually the best kicker fantasy point performance in a game ever. Wow. What about, didn't someone, it probably didn't get to 30. It was, there was a 29 and a 28 and a half, but there was not a 29 and a half. And that's his regular standard scoring. So not sure. There was a couple that were very close. That question was also courtesy of Kempe. So you can thank him for that. He is the one that said, we got to put a kicker question in for Cody. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think what there was just a kicker. Was it last year or two years ago? Hit six field goals. So I knew he had to be close because they weren't all three pointers, but yes. You know, George, first of all, thank you for putting uh, the game together. I will gladly accept my trophy. I will be not be making a ring for this one, um, but I'm glad to be the inaugural winner. Uh, but you mentioned Kempe, and you know, maybe it's called a tease, uh, but I believe he's joining us in a couple of weeks to talk a little fantasy betting. So if you're wondering who that guy is, we keep mentioning he'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. He has been on with me in the past, too, so if you guys are avid listeners, thank you. We do have one more segment before we get out of here. Tyler, now that we're back at our lovely faces here, Give us your oddball fact of the day. All right. My oddball fact of the day. This one was going to go on last episode, but uh, we didn't have time for it. So uh, oddball fact of today is when the Seattle Seahawks were created, when the name was created, they had a name the team contest. The contest received over 20,000 entries and over 1,700 different names. Now, how did they come up with that many names? Uh, there were names submitted like Frank and Dave. Can you imagine the Seattle Dave? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Seattle Frank. Like, I wish they would have selected that. It would have made my life so much better. It's just some guy, some older guy, and like giving a thumbs up, and that's their team mascot. It'd be beautiful. So that's my. Can we, can we make them the Seattle Franks and just like put a hot dog bun around the Seahawk or something? I'm, I yeah. don't see why not. I think that's going to be the next Photoshop job, a useless Photoshop job in my life. I think you could put a hot dog nicely in an aerial shot of Lumen Field. If you want to take a look at that, the way that stadium is designed. I've heard other things that the, the stadium allegedly looks like that are not appropriate for me to say on this show, but I'll just tease it there. I mean, if you're a lazy NFL team, just pick a bird, move on. That's basically what they do. Are they also the only team that's bird is not a real bird? Like there's no such actual bird as a Seahawk. Like we all know what they're referring to, but yeah, yeah, but there's not an actual like a Seahawk doesn't exist. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah. just Seattle because their hockey team's the Kraken, and they don't also exist. technically doesn't exist. You're right, Kraken, very cool name, and again, we don't know if they actually exist. That's that's a fallacy. Uh, a Kraken could exist. We just so, haven't seen one yet. Tyler's so also Seahawk, saying that a Seahawk going... exists now, <laughs> and their basketball team were Sonics. Uh, super fast hedgehogs don't exist that we know of. Is that actually what they were named after? Like the hedgehog from the video game? No, no, I didn't think so. I, so. <laughs> I wish they were. That was trademarked I was, already. I was going to say, how did they work out the deal with that trademark to get, and also they were the wrong colors, but I thought maybe that would, would have been something to prevent the trademark. I don't know. Tyler, but can You're... you give us our fact? Cause <laughs> you stole the show or was that the fact? That was a fact. Oh, I thought yeah. there was more to it. 
No, they had Seattle Dave wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> Seattle Dave. No, I thought he was going to tell us like how they came apart about it. I was going too deep into the. But I did. Did Dave or Frank get into like fan voting, or did they not have like a fan voting segment? I don't know if you know this answer, but uh, that was part of the fan voting. Was oh, Frank so they just Dave. submitted names and then like the Seattle Seahawks ownership or whatever picked it. So if they yep. did that today. Like a team like relocated or removed, like like let's use the Raiders for example when they moved, they were like we're gonna rebrand, pick a new team, and they open it to the fans. Do you think there's enough people of rival fans like the 49ers or in their division the Chiefs or the Chargers that would have called them like the Las Vegas losers or like tried to come up with like some, you know, really. Not like inappropriate names that would actually be able to get through, but like something that's like a like a jab or like the Las Vegas unluckies or something like that. The Las Vegas buns. Back to hot dogs. <laughs> Everything goes <laughs> to hot dogs. <laughs> Speaking of hot dogs, I think I'm having hot dogs for dinner. How about I think, it? I think that means it's it's time to to get going. Wrapping up another off season episode of the Couch GM's podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening and. Uh, check us out on social media, including threads. If you're joining that uh, wild experience over there on Instagram, as always, thanks for listening. I'm Cody Roadcap joined with Tyler Snyder and George Kurth. I almost mixed their names up, which have been real bad. Not the two best friends anymore, but guys, we'll see everybody in the next two weeks. Boom. Nice. Choo, choo.